GCSE Physics Audio, Energy by KScience.com. An object with more energy in its thermal energy store will mean the object has a higher temperature. If energy is transferred into the thermal energy store of an object the particles will then vibrate more. If particles in an object vibrate more, there is more energy stored in the particle's kinetic energy store. Thermal energy is transferred from an object's thermal energy store to another object which has a lower temperature. When energy is transferred out of an object's thermal energy store, the particles will vibrate less, and have less energy stored in the particle's kinetic energy store. Anything that is moving has energy in its kinetic energy store. The faster an object moves the more energy is transferred into its kinetic energy store. If the object slows down, energy is then transferred away from its kinetic energy store to another store. If you lift an object, there is an energy transfer from your chemical energy store to the gravitational potential energy GPE, store of the object. The higher you lift the object the more energy is transferred into that raised object's gravitational potential energy store. Elastic potential energy is the energy stored in an object when it has been stretched or compressed. If a person pulls an elastic band it will stretch, this is because there is an energy transfers from the person's chemical energy store to the elastic band's elastic potential energy. When the person lets go of the elastic band, it moves. This is because the energy stored in the elastic band's elastic potential energy store is transferred to its kinetic energy store and therefore moves. Chemical energy is the energy stored in fuels, foods, and batteries that can be transferred by chemical reactions. Nuclear energy is the energy stored in the nucleus of an atom. The larger the nucleus of an atom, then more energy is stored in the atom's nuclear energy store. The smaller the nucleus of an atom, then less energy is stored in the atom's nuclear energy store. U-238 has a relative atomic mass of 238, which means it has a total of 238 protons and neutrons. He-4 is helium and has a relative atomic mass of 4, which means it has a total of 4 protons and neutrons. This means the U-238 has the larger atom. Therefore there is more energy in the nuclear energy of the U-238 atom. As the pendulum is lifted there is an energy transfer from the chemical store of the person to its gravitational potential energy, GPE, store because the pendulum is lifted higher above the ground, and into its kinetic energy store because it's moving. When the pendulum is stationary at its highest point, there is energy in the gravitational potential energy store, but no energy in the pendulum's kinetic energy store because it's not moving. As the pendulum falls, there is an energy transfer from its gravitational potential energy store to its kinetic energy store, and the pendulum's speed increases. The pendulum's height increases after it passes its lowest point, and there is an energy transfer from its kinetic store to its gravitational potential energy store, and its speed decreased. When a current is supplied to the kettle's heating element, there is a transfer of energy from the electrical energy store in the wire due to the flow of electrons to the thermal energy store in the heating element of the kettle. If there is water in kettle, there is a transfer of energy from the thermal energy store of the heating element to the thermal energy store of the water. Not all the energy is transferred into the water's thermal energy store from the heating element's thermal energy store. 
Some energy is transferred to the thermal energy store of the surroundings as wasted energy, another word for wasted energy is dissipated energy. Work done is the energy transferred when a force moves an object through a distance. Work done is the same as saying energy transferred. When you push, pull, or lift something, you are overcoming frictional forces such as friction or the object's weight due to gravity. The formula that links work done, force applied to an object and distance is work done equals force x distance. If you lift an object, there is an energy transfer from your chemical energy store to the gravitational potential energy GPE store of the object. The higher you lift the object the more energy is transferred into that raised object's gravitational potential energy store. The amount of energy in the object's gravitational potential energy store depends on its mass, the height the object is lifted, and the gravitational field strength the object is experiencing. The formula for an object's GPE is, GPE equals mass x height x gravitational field strength. The gravitational field strength on Earth is 9.8 n slash kg. Anything that is moving has energy in its kinetic energy store. The faster an object moves the more energy is transferred into its kinetic energy store. If the object slows down, energy is then transferred away from its kinetic energy store to another store. The kinetic energy of an object depends on the object's mass and speed. So the faster the object is traveling, and the greater its mass, the more energy will be stored in the object's kinetic energy store. The formula for an object's kinetic energy is kinetic energy equals 0.5 x mass x speed squared. The gravitational potential energy stored in an object increases the further the object is moved upwards away from ground level. The kinetic energy stored in an object increases the faster the object is moving. When an object falls, energy from its gravitational potential energy store is transferred into the object's kinetic energy store. If there is no air resistance, you can use the principle of the conservation of energy to get energy lost from the gravitational potential energy store equals the energy gained into the kinetic energy store of the object. When an object is stretched, or compressed energy is transferred into the object's elastic potential energy store. The equation to calculate the energy stored in a spring when it is stretched is elastic potential energy equals 0.5 x spring constant x extension squared. The specific heat capacity of a substance is the energy that is required to be gained or lost from 1 kilogram of the substance to increase or decrease the temperature of the 1 kilogram mass by 1 degree Celsius. The unit for specific heat capacity is J slash Coke. The unit written out in full is joules per kilogram per degree Celsius. If the specific heat capacity of a substance is 1000 J slash Coke, and you have 1 kilogram of the substance, then 1000 J of energy needs to be transferred into the thermal energy store of the 1 kilogram object to increase its temperature by 1 oc. To calculate the energy stored in the kinetic store of a car, or any object, you use the formula, ek equals 0.5x mxv squared. For the car to decrease its speed energy must be transferred from its kinetic store to the thermal energy store of the brakes. If a car has 100,000 J of energy in its kinetic energy store, 100,000 J of energy must be transferred to the thermal energy store of the brakes. If energy is transferred into the brakes thermal energy store, 
then the temperature of the brakes will increase. To calculate the temperature change of the brakes you rearrange the specific heat capacity formula to temp change equals energy transferred divided by mass x specific heat capacity. The value for energy transferred is the energy transferred from the kinetic energy store of the car to the thermal energy store of the brakes. Power is the rate of doing work. Power can also be described as the rate of energy transfer. So power is how quickly energy is being transferred from one store to another store. The equation that links power, energy transferred and time is power, W, equals energy transferred, J, divided by time, S. The equation that links power, work done and time is power, W, equals work done, J, divided by time, S. Work done is the same as saying energy transferred. Conduction is the transfer of energy through particles in a solid. When energy is transferred into the thermal store of a solid, the energy is transferred across the kinetic energy store of the particles. When a particle has more energy in its kinetic energy store the particles vibrate more. So when the particles vibrate more, they collide more with their neighboring particles. When particles collide, Energy is transferred from the kinetic energy store of a particle to the other particle's kinetic energy store. The more kinetic energy particles have in a solid, the higher the energy in the thermal energy store of the object. When particles collide with a radiator, energy is transferred from the heater's thermal energy store into the kinetic energy of a particle in a liquid or gas. This energy transfer is by the process of conduction. The particles now move faster. When a particle has more energy in its kinetic energy store they move faster and become less dense. Less dense particles will rise. As they rise, energy is transferred from the kinetic energy store of the particles to the thermal energy of the surroundings. This increases the temperature of the surroundings. As particles cool, they move slower, and becomes more dense. More dense particles fall. GCSE Physics Audio Energy Resources by kscience.com Coal, gas and oil are examples of fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are formed underground and are stores of chemical energy. When fossil fuels are burnt, the energy in their chemical store is transferred into the thermal energy stores of the surroundings. We call fossil fuels a non-renewable resource, as they are used faster than they are naturally made, so they will therefore eventually run out. Crude oil is used to produce fuels such as petrol and diesel that that power vehicles. Coal, gas, and oil are used for heating homes. Oil and coal release sulfur dioxide, SO2, which harms the environment. Oil, gas and coal all CO2 that causes climate change and global warming. Nuclear power is a non-renewable resource because it is used faster than it is made. Uranium or plutonium is used in a nuclear fission reactor. Nuclear fission generates a lot of heat, and energy is transferred into the thermal energy store of the water to turn it to steam. The steam drives and turns a turbine which turns and drives a generator, which generates an electrical current. Nuclear power stations are very expensive to build, and pollution is produced whilst the power station is made. However no harmful gases are produced once operational. Nuclear waste is very dangerous and must be disposed of safely. If they explode or fall apart, 
they can cause a lot of damage due to radioactive material being put into the atmosphere. Energy from the wind turns a wind turbine. The turbine then turns and drives the generator. The generator generates an electrical current which supplies electrical current to the grid. Wind turbines are a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. Wind turbines are expensive to build and pollution is produced whilst they are made. Once fully functional they produce no pollution. They spoil views and are very noisy. With no wind, no electric current is generated as turbines can't drive the generator. Hydroelectric power stations are a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. A dam is built to form a reservoir of stored water. The water is used to drive and turn a turbine. The turbine turns and will turn a generator, which generates an electric current. Dams are very expensive to build, and because they are built from concrete, a lot of pollution is produced when they're being built. But once built they produce no pollution. A lot of land is potentially flooded when a dam is built, and this can damage animal or human habitats. Electrical current can be constantly generated as long as there is not a drought. Energy from waves is used to turn a turbine and then a generator. When the generator turns, an electric current is generated. Wave-generated power is a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. Wave-powered generators are unreliable because waves are dependent on the weather, so if there are no waves, no electric current is generated. They can disturb marine life and are a hazard to boats. They will only generate enough electrical current for small populations. They produce no pollution once built and operational. A tidal barrage is a dam with turbines built into them. The dam holds water back so water can go through and turn the turbines. The turbines turn, and turn and drive a generator. When the generator turns it generates an electric current. Tidal barrages are a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. They are expensive to build, and pollution is produced whilst they are being built but once built they produce no pollution. They can generate high amounts of electrical current, but tides are sometimes unreliable. Solar cells are a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. They absorb the radiation from the sun, and that energy is transferred to generate an electric current. Once installed, solar cells produce no pollution, but pollution is produced whilst they're being built. The initial costs to produce solar cells and install them are high, but once installed, the electrical current generated is free. Geothermal power stations are a renewable resource because resources are made at the same rate as they're used. Cool water is pumped down to be heated by hot rocks deep under the Earth's surface. These rocks are hot due to volcanic activity or radioactivity in rocks. These hot rocks are used to turn water to steam. The steam returns to the Earth's surface to drive and turn a turbine. The turbine then drives and turns a generator. The generator generates an electrical current. They are expensive to build, and pollution is produced building a geothermal power station. However no pollution is produced whilst operational. Biofuels are biological or biologically produced material. Biofuels are burned and the heat generated heats water to steam. 
the steam turns a turbine and turns a generator, which generates an electric current. It is a renewable resource, because they are produced at the same rate as they are used. When biofuels are burned carbon dioxide is produced. The carbon dioxide is then absorbed by other plants used for biofuels, so biofuels are carbon neutral. When plants used as biofuels are cut down, animal habitats can be destroyed. GCSE Physics Audio, Current, Potential Difference and Resistance by KScience.com The job of a cell is to push the electrons around the circuit. A battery is two or more cells connected end to end. An ammeter measures the electric current in units of amperes or amps. A voltmeter measures the potential difference in units of volts. A resistor limits the flow of the electric current. The resistance does not change. A variable resistor limits the flow of the electric current, but the resistance can be changed. If a problem in the circuit causes too much current to flow, the fuse breaks the circuit and the electric current stops flowing. The thermistor has a high resistance at low temperatures and low resistance at high temperatures. A diode allows the electric current to flow in one direction only, stopping it in the opposite direction. A voltmeter measures the potential difference. An ammeter measures the current. The unit of potential difference is volts and the symbol is V. The unit of current is amperes, amps, and the symbol is A. Voltmeters are connected in parallel across the component. Ammeters are connected in series. An electron is a subatomic particle found in the shells of atoms. The relative charge of an electron is minus 1 and the relative mass is 1 1836. Charge is used to quantify the billions and billions of electrons which flow in an electric current. The unit of charge is Coulomb. There are 6.24 by 1018 electrons in one Coulomb of charge. The terms electron and charge are used interchangeably, however they are different. An electron is a subatomic particle found in the shells of atoms, and charge is how we quantify a large number of electrons. A cell stores chemical energy. The cell pushes the electrons around the circuit. Metals have giant metallic lattice structure. The electrons are delocalized and so are free to move, whilst the positive metal cations vibrate about a fixed position. The delocalized electrons transfer electrical energy as they flow. The electric current is the flow of electrons per second. The more electrons flowing per second, the higher the electric current. Electric current is the flow of electrons slash charge per second. Electron flow is when the negatively charged electrons flow from negative terminal of the cell to the positive terminal. The conventional current is when the negatively charged electrons flow from positive terminal of the cell to the negative terminal. The electron flow is the type of current that happens in real life. And although conventional current is scientifically wrong, it is the current we work with when using circuit diagrams. The cell stores chemical energy and pushes the electrons around the circuit. Potential difference is the energy transferred by the electrons. The unit of potential difference is volts, V. Electrical work is done by the electrons as they pass through the component. The unit of energy is joules, J, and the unit of charge is coulombs, C. Potential difference is the energy transferred by charge. The unit of potential difference is volts, V. 
Charge is how we quantify a very large number of electrons. The unit of charge is Coulomb, C. The equation to calculate potential difference is energy transferred divided by charge. Resistance is how much a component in a circuit slows down the flow of current. The electrons colliding with vibrating ions causes resistance. More energy is needed to push the electrons through the wires and components as the resistance increases. Resistance causes the electrical energy to be transferred into other forms. The higher the resistance, the more energy needed to push the flow of charge through the wires and components. Ohm's law is where the current through a resistor at a constant temperature is directly proportional to the potential difference across the resistor. An ohmic conductor is a component where the resistance stays constant as the current changes, as long as the temperature is constant. As the potential difference increases, the current increases by the same rate each time. GCSE Physics Audio, Circuits and Components by kscience.com A series circuit is a circuit with only one complete loop. A parallel circuit is a circuit with junctions, where the electric current can take different paths. The electric current splits when it gets to a junction in a parallel circuit. Electron flow is when the negatively charged electrons flow from negative terminal of the cell to the positive terminal. The conventional current is when the negatively charged electrons flow from positive terminal of the cell to the negative terminal. A circuit diagram shows how electrical components are arranged. Every component has its own unique symbol and straight lines represent wires. A cell is one battery. Two or more cells connected end-to-end -end make a battery. Four 5-volt cells are used to make the 20-volt battery. Two 1.5-volt cells are used to make the 3-volt battery. For a circuit to work, the loop must be complete. If there are any gaps, or components are faulty-slash-broken, then the circuit will be incomplete and will not work. The electric current is the flow of electrons charge, per second. A series circuit is a circuit with only one complete loop. The current is the same in each component everywhere in a series circuit. Current can never be used up in a series circuit. Electrons transfer energy as they flow around the circuit. A series circuit is a circuit with only one complete loop. The current is the same in each component everywhere in a series circuit. Electrons transfer energy as they flow around the circuit. The total potential difference of the power supply is shared between the components. The total potential difference of cells in series is the sum of the potential difference of each cell. Resistance is how much a component in a circuit slows down the flow of current. The more the electrons collide with the vibrating ions, the higher the resistance. The total resistance of two, or more, components in series is equal to the sum of the resistance of each component. Total resistance, brittle, ohm, equals a 1 plus a 2 etc. A parallel circuit is a circuit with junctions. The electric current splits at a junction. The total current in the circuit is the sum of current through the individual branches. The resistance increases when the current in the metal filament is increased. The temperature of the metal filament increases when the resistance increases. The metal cations vibrate more as the temperature increases causing the flow of charge to collide more with the vibrating metal cations. 
initially the potential difference and current are directly proportional as they both increase. Then, as the potential difference increases, the current does not increase at the same rate, so is not directly proportional. As the potential difference keeps on increasing, the current only increases by a little. The electrical energy is transferred into light and thermal energy which dissipates into the surroundings. A light-emitting diode, LED, allows the electric current to flow in the forward direction only, stopping it in the opposite direction. The forward direction is when the current flows through LED in one direction. Light-emitting diodes are more efficient than filament lamps, as there is less wasted thermal energy. A light-emitting diode, LED, allows the electric current to flow in the forward direction only, stopping it in the opposite direction. The forward direction is when the current flows through LED in one direction. The resistance is very high in the opposite direction, so a diode is a non-ohmic conductor. In the reverse direction the current is virtually zero. Light-dependent resistors are also known as LDRs and are sensitive to light. LDRs have a high resistance at low light intensity, and a low resistance at high light intensity. The higher the light intensity, the lower the resistance, so the higher the current. Thermistors are sensitive to temperature. When the temperature increases, the resistance decreases. When the temperature decreases, the resistance increases. A direct current is where the electric current flows in one direction only. An alternating current is where the electric current repeatedly changes direction in successive cycles. The frequency of an alternating current is 50 Hz. The potential difference of the UK domestic main supply is 230 volts. The equation needed to calculate frequency is 1 slash T. The national grid is a network of transformers, pylons are transmission cables which are sent to homes, offices, schools and factories across the country. Step-up transformers increase the size of the alternating potential difference from 25,000 volts to 400,000 volts whilst also decreasing the current at the same time. Step-down transformers decrease the size of the alternating potential difference from 400,000 volts to 230 volts to homes, or 100,000 volts or 33,000 volts to factories, whilst also increasing the current at the same time. Power stations predict the demand of the consumer based on normal behavior and then generate different amounts of electricity in the day. There are two peaks because when people wake up and come home from work slash school, many people are using appliances which need electricity. There is a lower period of power output because the majority of people are asleep so are not using appliances as they would be off. GCSE Physics Audio, Particle Model and Matter by KScience.com Particles in a solid have a fixed regular arrangement, and the particles vibrate on fixed position. The forces of attraction between particles in a solid are stronger than in a liquid or a gas. Particles in a liquid have an irregular arrangement, and the particles can move past other particles. The forces of attraction between particles in a liquid are weaker than a solid, but stronger than in a gas. The particles in a liquid have more kinetic energy than in a solid but less kinetic energy than in a gas. There are almost no forces of attraction between particles in a gas. The particles are free to move in any direction. The particles in a gas have more kinetic energy than in a solid or a gas. 
Particles in a solid have strong intermolecular bonds between the particles. When energy is transferred into the thermal energy store of an object, the kinetic energy store of the particles in the object increase, along with the internal energy store. When the temperature of the solid reaches its melting point, the particles have enough kinetic energy to cause the bonds between the particles to get weaker, and the solid will melt into a liquid. If more energy is transferred into the kinetic store of the particles, the internal energy store of the liquid will increase. At the boiling point, the energy is being used to break the intermolecular bonds between the particles and cause the process of evaporation, where the liquid is changing state to a gas. Density is the measure of the mass per unit volume for any substance. To calculate the density of a substance you divide the mass of the substance by its volume. The formula linking density, mass, and volume is. Density equals mass divided by volume. Rearranged for mass, the formula is. Mass equals density x volume. Density is the measure of the mass per unit volume for any substance. To calculate the density of a substance you divide the mass of the substance by its volume. The formula linking density, mass, and volume is. Density equals mass divided by volume. To calculate the density of a substance you divide the mass of the substance by its volume. The formula linking density, mass, and volume is. Density equals mass divided by volume. To calculate the density of a liquid you need to measure its mass and volume. To measure its mass, you firstly place the measuring cylinder on a balance, and zero the balance. To measure the volume of the liquid, you would transfer the liquid into the measuring cylinder, which is currently sat on a balance, which has been zeroed. You read the volume of the liquid in the measuring cylinder, and the mass from the balance, and to calculate the density of the liquid you divide the mass by the volume. To calculate the density of an irregular shaped solid you need to measure its mass and volume. To measure its mass, you place the object on a balance. To measure the volume of the irregular shaped solid, you would fill a eureka can to the top with water. You would then place an empty measuring cylinder beneath the spout of the eureka can. When you place the object into the eureka can, water is displaced and collected in the measuring cylinder. The volume of water collected is the volume of the irregular shaped solid. To calculate the density of the object, divide its mass by its volume. To calculate the density of a liquid you need to measure its mass and volume. To measure its mass, you firstly place the measuring cylinder on a balance, and zero the balance. To measure the volume of the liquid, you would transfer the liquid into the measuring cylinder, which is currently sat on a balance, which has been zeroed. You read the volume of the liquid in the measuring cylinder, and the mass from the balance, and to calculate the density of the liquid you divide the mass by the volume. When a substance is condensing at the substance's boiling point or freezing at the substance's melting point, energy is transferred out of the thermal energy store of the substance and therefore decreasing the internal energy of the substance. When bonds are forming energy is released. So the internal energy of the substance will increase, but the temperature doesn't change. Downwards diagonal gradients show a decrease in temperature. The flat gradients show no decrease in temperature. When a substance changes state from a gas to a liquid we call this condensation. When a substance changes state from a liquid to a solid we call this freezing. Latent heat is the energy required to change the state of a substance. 
Specific latent heat is the energy required to change one kilogram of a substance from one state to another state without changing the temperature. The specific latent heat for changing state between a liquid and solid due to freezing or melting is called the specific latent heat of fusion. The specific latent heat for changing state between a liquid and gas due to evaporation or condensing is called the specific latent heat of vaporization. The formula to calculate the energy for a change of state is E equals mxL. If energy is transferred into the kinetic stores of a fixed mass of gas particles, their average temperature will increase, which means they increase in speed. Particles in a container will collide with their surface and exert a force at right angles to the surface, which add together to produce a net force and therefore a pressure. If the temperature of a gas increases, they move faster, leading to more collisions causing an increased net force and therefore an increased pressure acting on the surface of the container. Increasing the volume of the container means there are fewer collisions with the surface, which means there is a reduced net force, and therefore a decreased pressure. At ground level, the atmospheric pressure equals the air pressure inside of the helium balloon. This means that the net force exerted on the inside and outside of the balloon surface is equal. Because helium is less dense than air, the balloon rises. As the balloon rises, the atmospheric pressure decreases, so there are fewer collisions between the particles and the outside of the balloon. This leads to a difference in pressure between the inside of the balloon and outside of the balloon, so the balloon's volume increases. Now the balloon's volume has increased, there are fewer collisions inside the balloon, which leads to a lower net force and therefore pressure inside the balloon. GCSE Physics Audio, Radioactivity by KScience.com an atom is the basic building block of all substances. An atom consists of protons and neutrons in a central nucleus, with electrons in the shells surrounding the nucleus. The relative mass of a proton is 1, neutron is 1 and electron is 1 1836. The relative charge of a proton is plus 1, electron is minus 1 and neutron is 0. The mass of an atom is concentrated in the nucleus of the atom as this is where protons and neutrons are found. In between the electrons is empty space. The lowest energy level is closest to the nucleus and the highest energy level is furthest away from the nucleus. An atom is the basic building block of all substances. An atom consists of protons and neutrons in a central nucleus, with electrons in the shells surrounding the nucleus. The mass number is the number of protons and neutrons. The atomic number is the number of protons, equal to the number of electrons. The number of neutrons equals the mass number, atomic number. Isotopes are different atoms of the same element, which have the same number of protons and a different number of neutrons. All elements have the same number of protons, however if their atoms have a different number of neutrons, then they are isotopes. Carbon-14 and carbon-12 are isotopes as they both have six protons, but carbon-14 has eight neutrons and carbon-12 has six neutrons. Alpha particles are the most ionizing, followed by beta particles that are less ionizing than alpha particles, but more ionizing than gamma rays. Alpha particles are the least penetrating and are absorbed by a few centimeters of air or paper, whereas beta particles are more penetrating than alpha particles, but less penetrating than gamma rays. 
Beta particles are not completely absorbed by paper, but beta particles are completely absorbed by 3 mm of the metal aluminium. It takes meters of concrete or an extremely thick layer of the metal lead to absorb gamma rays. Gamma rays have the greatest range, then beta particles, which have a range of a 1 meter in air, and finally alpha particles, which have the lowest range in air. Background radiation is low-level radiation present at all times. The background radiation comes from many different sources because radioactive isotopes are all around us. You will find background radiation due to unstable radioactive isotopes in the food you eat, in medical equipment in hospitals that use X-rays and gamma rays, in building materials and rocks. The background radiation that is in the highest abundance is radon gas. Radiation from space and the sun, called cosmic rays make up 10% of the background radiation on Earth. If a living thing has been irradiated, gamma and beta radiation are more dangerous than alpha radiation due to the longer range in air of gamma and beta radiation. If a living thing has been contaminated by a radioactive source, then alpha radiation is more dangerous than beta or gamma radiation because it has the highest ionizing power. Alpha radiation would therefore do more damage to cells and mutate more DNA than beta or gamma radiation. Radioactive decay is the process where a nucleus of an unstable isotope decays into another more stable nucleus. As the unstable nucleus of the isotope decays, they give out radiation. Activity is the rate at which a source of unstable nucleus decays. The process of decay is completely random. The time it takes for a sample of a radioactive nucleus to decay by half is the half-life of the isotope. So its activity can decrease by half, or the number of radioactive nuclei can also decrease by half. If a living thing has been irradiated, gamma and beta radiation are more dangerous than alpha radiation due to the longer range in air of gamma and beta radiation. If a living thing has been contaminated by a radioactive source, then alpha radiation is more dangerous than beta or gamma radiation because it has the highest ionizing power. Alpha radiation would therefore do more damage to cells and mutate more DNA than beta or gamma radiation. To limit exposure to radioactivity, sources must be stored in a lead-lined box. This is because lead absorbs all alpha and beta radiation, but less of the gamma radiation. You must not spend much time around radiation, and you should keep your distance to lower the radioactive dose you receive. Beta radiation emitters are used to measure the thickness of paper. If the paper is rolled too thinly, the count rate decreases. If the paper is rolled too thick, the count rate increases. If the beta detector needs to read 50 for the correct paper thickness and it reads 47, the paper is being rolled too thin, so the roller rolls the paper thicker. If the beta detector reads 53, the paper is being rolled too thick, so the rollers roll the paper thinner. Alpha particles are not used because alpha particles don't penetrate paper. Gamma rays are not used because gamma rays will penetrate any thickness of paper. Gamma radiation is used to irradiate food which kills bacteria. This makes the food last for a longer time. Heat would kill the bacteria but would cook the food. Medical equipment is sterilized using gamma radiation. When detecting an underground water leak a gamma radiation emitting tracer is placed into the water. A Geiger-Muller tube is used to measure the count rate. 
the Geiger-Muller tube will detect a higher count rate where there is a leak. This is because the gamma-emitting tracer accumulates in the soil around the leak. Alpha and beta radiation aren't used as a radioactive tracer because they won't penetrate the soil and the Geiger-Muller tube won't detect any spikes in count rate.